0: Hello, friends, and welcome to yet another episode of Unfiltered Friends. And today we have on my friend Grace. And I've literally, literally never heard someone with a more intense story. And one of the cool things, one of the things that I really enjoy about letting these stories marinate, 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 someone tell me, I think it's marinate for a while is because the story kind of develops as it goes on and since this podcast has gone live grace has listened to it multiple times it helped her and she ended up sending it to everyone in her family that we talk about in this episode and it has since semi-resurrected the relationship with her mother and kind of gave her a voice which is the whole purpose of this podcast so Shout out to Grace for having the courage to do that. Before we get into that episode, I want to thank the sponsors of the show, which is, of course, my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash SupDaily. They show up for the live show. So if you'd like to interact with any of these guests live, make sure you follow me there and on any social media, which is SupDaily, so that you know when you can interact with these people. And then also, of course, my Patreon without you guys... Over the years, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. So shout out to Terry Noseworthy, Charles Sipes, Lena, Carla, Raymond, James, Luke, Eric, Jonathan, Rachel, Paul, Frida, Nuno, Jenna, Gregory, Dono, Tracy, and Matilda. Thank you guys so much. If you would like to join up on Patreon and help support me in putting out these messages into the world. It's an independently funded thing. Twitch, nope. gee up no. Patreon.com slash unfilteredfriends. And let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Unfiltered Friends podcast. Before we introduce you to our next friend, I want you to take a moment to think about everything that led you to where you are right now. Do you see how strong you are? Do you see how great your story is? I hope you do, and I hope you learn great lessons and get inspired by our next friend's story on the Unfiltered Friends Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Unfiltered Friends Podcast amazingly inspirational stories this is this is <laughs> this is inspirational <laughs> i promise you it's also intense which is okay we we don't mind intense cuz i feel like we don't talk about intense as a society cuz we're so afraid it might offend people but this is a story that like as i heard it i was <laughs> happy i <laughs> i was just blown away so What I want to do here is pause that just to make sure that I have... So, moderators, make sure that you are uh, giving me an idea if something goes wrong, because I'm both the producer of this show and the host and the guy who gets the coffee and all that fun (laughs) stuff. But without further ado, I want to introduce my friend Grace here. Say hello. Hi. But look at me. Oh, hi. Hey, look at me. I wanted to see myself. Is this talking to them is
1: this thing on
0: yes it is i want you to focus on me for like two seconds
1: oh i thought this was about me
0: no it's not (laughs) so yeah um man i i i mean i've known you for a long period of time like 10 years but we didn't really interact yeah, no, it was weird. Okay, so why don't you um, tell me this? Tell them the story about how you met me.
1: We met at a karaoke bar. <laughs>
0: Stay close to the microphone. Oh, sorry. So they can hear. This it's is, ASMR. Think ASMR. This is my first time. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so we met at a karaoke bar in Burbank, California. Yes. Called Dimples, where. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you have ever seen Saved by the Bell, but Mr. Belding used to go there all the time.
0: And he is... Handsy. He is a creep.
1: He's so handsy. He is a
0: creep. Yeah. I I don't... Look, I don't want to hate on Mr. Belding. But you have to. But, like, he was always at this bar. Always. Always. Yeah. So, for those of you who are wondering about Mr. Belding, if you see him at a a bar, you should probably avoid him.
1: Yeah, I'd wear, like, high-waisted pants with a belt i don't For
0: sure i'm not even sure that, <laughs> i'm not even sure that that would stop him am i not it sucks i don't want to talk yeah. smack about mr okay, belting we we'll but he was always there but it was a great bar yeah it was no it was that it was that bad. bar was i'm Dirty. glad it's. i'm glad it's gone i'm it's glad a whole it's Foods gone. now which is it's a whole
1: Foods. it's wholesome
0: yeah whole foods is not wholesome it's Whole Foods is capitalism. <laughs> we don't like capitalism here. So yeah, we met. We met ten years ago at a bar, and at the time, I was really interested in hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. And, and I was
1: there with an ex-boyfriend and a guy that I was trying to date. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: and I was there on a date with a girl. So we're
1: killing it. Basically,
0: we were both in great places to yeah. be trying to flirt with each other. But different. luckily for me,
1: I still did it. Flirting with you is
0: impossible. <laughs> well, not flirting, but actually meeting up with you because you blew me off
1: several, several
0: times, several times, <laughs> several times. I like to the point where I was like, OK, I'm not one of those dudes. And I'm sure you run into these these types of guys where you uh, they don't they don't quite get the hint and they keep trying. <laughs> I don't feel like that was me. Mm, uh, mm, no. No. Wait. <laughs> Wait, was I?
1: I mean, you definitely, like, stopped talking to me afterwards. And then, like, 10 years later, I'm like, hey, how are you? <laughs> right.
0: So, you, you lived in L.A. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you moved away. Mm-hmm. And I remember still trying to talk to you when you moved away. Like Yeah, every I moved
1: so- to Seattle and you, like, reached out. And I was like, mm, I'm in
0: <laughs> Is that how you said it? You're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I oh. say a lot of things. But um, a lot of things have happened. Yeah.
1: Before, in, during, after.
0: I, I don't like, I am honestly mystified at the fact that you are still. A functioning human being on this planet.
1: So well functioning. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's cheers. cheers.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I guess let's start at the beginning. Um. Oh God. So I went. What was interesting is I went at like kind of because we we talked before this about just trying to get our like ducks in a row for what we're going to talk about yeah, today it's because it's very confusing. It's very complicated and i asked you about your childhood and you said that you don't remember your childhood
1: Mm-mm. I don't how really... do you how do you
0: not remember your childhood
1: uh, you know it's actually a very bizarre thing like i remember christmas morning and like that's it is really like all i remember is like every christmas morning we had like this like huge thing that would go on and like santa who still exists, obviously. Duh. Uh, so Santa would like come and like there was this like whole thing. There was always like a new animal and a guitar and like a paint set that I never used ever. And so why I rem- did you
0: get a paint set? Did you ask for a paint set? Uh,
1: you know, I'm not really sure. Probably.
0: I, I I don't know why I'm asking you questions right now. <laughs> you don't remember your childhood except remember. for Christmas morning. I don't remember. But I thought maybe. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Remember ASMR. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't remember your childhood, but you no. remember... Why do you remember Christmas morning?
1: I think it's because it was incredible. So it was one of those things where it was just a really good time in my life. Whereas otherwise, I feel like maybe there was some like weird trauma that I don't really recall. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like parents fighting or whatever. I don't really know.
0: you say you remember... <laughs> You say your sister remembers your parents arguing a lot. Yeah. So, but you don't remember it at all.
1: I don't even remember them being in the same room together.
0: See, th- I feel like that in itself could be damaging because you get your idea of what a loving relationship looks like from yeah. your parents.
1: Which is probably why I'm not screwed up at all.
0: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> We're not broken. We're just bent a little bit. Um. So Christmas morning you apparently don't have a childhood Mm-mm. um and then it's time for you to move how old are you when when your parents cuz your, your 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 parents were successful in some
1: yeah so my dad worked in um like the TV industry so he did a lot of like he was like a prop master for a million shows and uh, my mom did catering and then she opened her own business in became very successful with that and so once she developed success we moved into a bigger home and once it became time to like move sorry
0: am i too far away no 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 okay i'm just working on my posture
1: (laughs) once it became time to move um i like meltdown like straight up meltdown mode like screamed through the house kicked every box it was just a ton of fun
0: well what were you like what were you Do you remember why you were having that reaction to moving?
1: I think it was because, like, that's just what I knew. Like, all I knew was that home and that tree and that place. And those Christmases. That's, like, all I knew. And so to change that was going to be really bizarre for me. I'm not good with change.
0: Yeah. Are you still still not good with change to this day? I'm actually really
1: good with change now. Like, I prefer change over, like... Stagnation.
0: Hmm. It's interesting that shift between it's the very two. Bizarre. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Mm-hmm. That was a question. <laughs> <I> don't <know>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. And I you know no what? Idea. I think I don't know is one hundred percent a fair. I think yeah. people are afraid of I don't know one hundred percent because they feel like they have to please yeah or have an answer for whomever comes to them.
1: Yeah, no, I have no idea.
0: No idea. No clue. But your reaction to uh, the move, you became mean. mean.
1: I was very mean. So I became like a bully at school and I was just like a very mean person. And I would like act out, not necessarily like to my parents, but to um, like kids that I had grown up with. Like I had a brownie troupe that like they were like we don't want to be around Grace like she sucks now so
0: but but your relationship with all those people previously was fine Mm -hmm. and then they were
1: like my best friends
0: yeah I think it's pretty honestly like you hear about this all the time in schools where like children will act out when there's a disruption at home Mm -hmm. did your sister have the same reaction to it that you did
1: she had a reaction to me more so than she had to like Others around her like we became Very distant as soon as we Moved and then after we moved my parents Got divorced and that Created like a huge like wedge Between the two of us mm-hmm. So
0: and you like you had a friend That you Bullied pretty relentlessly
1: My best friend Lauren I'm so sorry Lauren. you hurt the
0: ones that you Love
1: like but- I was so mean. I was mean to her to the point where She didn't Want to come back to school Like her mom called my mom and was like, hey, Gracie's not being nice. And so we're pulling Lauren from school because she doesn't want to like be around Grace.
0: I mean, is that uh, to me like because I was bullied relentlessly by lots of people growing up and never at any point was my mother like, I'm going to pull. Like, what were you doing?
1: I think it was because we were like, I would go to her house every single weekend and we would hang out every single weekend. And then all of a sudden, I was like her nemesis. Hmm. I was so mean to the point where, I mean, I probably should have been kicked out of school. It was not nice. Do you
0: remember like uh, an example?
1: uh, Yeah, I like dumped food in her hair at lunch. Yeah, I'm not nice. Kind of an a-hole.
0: You're nice now, though. I'm
1: so nice now, and I apologized to her when I was twelve. How did that
0: conversation go? I, you know, I have, I had fantasies <laughs> as a kid that like my bully would, because I had several. Yeah. At least one of them, um, would apologize to me, and I would be able to like tell them off. But the bullies that I had are in jail, so they they'd have to call collect, and I'm not accepting this charges. Oh, so. Okay.
1: No uh, No so what I did is I I reached out via I think Facebook Some sort of like social media outlet And I wrote her this humongous letter of like I'm so sorry um, You know I was going through da 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 And I like I can't even remember what I said But it was just like a huge apology letter mm-hmm. And she wrote back to me and was like I understand completely. Like, thank you so much for reaching out, and now we still talk. I'm,
0: okay, I'm glad you guys are still friends. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're That's, still friends. Um, we still talk every once in a while.
0: So I was talking about how, <coughs> how my, like, my mother, her coping mechanism was like, because you said that you didn't really connect with what was going on in your household. Like, you didn't really pay attention yeah, to it obviously. too much. But um what was your way of like escape? if you weren't there, like mentally. Yeah. What what did you do in order to cause it seems like you were avoiding what was there.
1: Oh, so avoidant. I, I
0: feel like you probably saw what was going on.
1: But I never but addressed just, it and you would wanted never, to push it away because yeah. it's painful. So yeah. like what did you do? I wrote a lot of weird poems as like a small child in fact i found a box of them <laughs> like recently and i was like oh my god <laughs> would you,
0: i would love i wish i had known that before you came here because i would have re- brought them because they're good reading oh that poetry god, so good. must be amazing <laughs> so
1: good and like all the spelling is bad it's all awful it's yeah so i, I, remember, so I wrote a lot i remember yeah.
0: finding a journal from when i was like 10 and i i I sent some some awful things. Man, we're, we're shitheads and we, at, at 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I didn't even go through any of the things that you went through. But I was just like, my parents wouldn't buy me this thing. <laughs> like, They're super cheap, but you know.
1: I didn't I, get a beeper this year for Christmas. I so. did get a
0: beeper. <gasps> me
1: too. Mine was see-through.
0: Mine was bright green. So that if I left it somewhere, which I always did, <laughs> that I, it'd be easier for me to find it um i still lost it so that technique um was not effective yeah yeah um so we're we're at around 11 years old Mm -hmm. now yep and this is when your parents divorced
1: yeah yep they split and i got my period in the same year
0: i was saying like i feel like yeah 11 is kind of young to have your period
1: I don't really know, like the correct age in which you become a woman. Okay, I
0: don't think there's a correct age, (laughs) but I was saying there's like an average age.
1: I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. Do you know? Is it thirteen?
0: I feel like when you become a teenager, it's like I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I don't have a period, and you know what? If I had a choice, I I wouldn't have a period. Yeah, Um, because it sounds awful. I don't trust things that bleed for several days and don't die. <laughs>
1: my dad told me that as soon as I got my period, he was like, you know, you can't trust anything that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. <laughs> I don't know if
0: I want to have that in and common. We have with your...
1: a great relationship. Yeah. Okay. So
0: I'm going to a, uh, I'm going to take that out of my uh, arsenal of things that I say because, uh, <laughs> but when you, so when you got, when you got divorced, you didn't, but your parents did. Mm-hmm. Um, both you and your sister, and you have a younger your sister's younger? Yeah, yeah, she's three years younger. You guys had different reactions,
1: very, very different reactions. My sister gravitated towards my father, and I gravitated towards my mom because in my eyes, because my dad left the home, like he physically left where we all lived together. like mm-hmm. he left us in my mind. Right. Like he's the one who, like, stepped out on us when my sister was like, Dad had to leave because mom kicked him out. So she like gravitated towards him, which caused huge rift between the two of us.
0: But did but did your mom <laughs> kick him out? Do you know at this point? Or? Uh,
1: you know, they say that it was like a mutual understanding between the two of them. And they kind of just like happily went their separate ways when i don't really yeah i don't buy that (laughs) i mean you were
0: young so like you're not supposed to be in the middle of that anyway but no they should
1: have pretended like everything was hunky dory
0: right right but you ended up hating your dad
1: oh yeah absolutely despised him for years and years and years and years
0: what's interesting is is i it you would think that like the reason that you would hate your dad is because your mom trashed your father to you. Which but, she
1: never which ever she never did. did. She never said a single bad thing about my dad. In fact, like she spoke very highly of my dad. And she would say things, you know, along the lines of, he worked really hard for us to get to where we are. And he's such a great guy. And da, 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 da. like, you need to spend time with him. He loves you. Blah blah blah, dad stuff, dad <laughs> stuff, dad stuff. Dad stuff. Um, but
0: your dad was the one that was.
1: But my dad talked a lot of smack about. That's my so mom. like,
0: I don't, I don't. <clears throat> I realize that we're all human, and adults make mistakes and stuff like that. But like, man, that's
1: like, a huge mistake. Yeah, the, that's that, a huge
0: mistake. Like even like not not quite the same thing, but like when I was going through issues with my last relationship, mm-hmm. I didn't tr- I didn't talk ill. To any of our friends I didn't talk ill to my parents no, because, because that's I, the
1: grown up thing to do I
0: don't want to ruin someone else's vision of them Yeah Because of something that happened between me and them yeah. You know
1: Yeah No it, my dad was very much um, Your mother's the devil It was aw- I mean it was awful He was so mean And he created so many like traumatic memories for me Because of the way he spoke about her Hmm yeah, it was awful. He's he was awful. We have a really good relationship now, which is actually the truth.
0: Is yeah. it? Yeah. How, so how does that happen? <clears throat> like, how, what I, what remedy do you guys to the point where you could get over that traumatic past?
1: You know, I'm not really sure what it was that was the turning point, but at some point I was kind of sitting by myself in my room, and I thought I need to call my dad. And I hadn't called him in... Like, I hadn't spoken to my father in three years. And I called him, and I was like, I'm so sorry for, like, how I behaved. And he apologized for how he behaved. And now we're best buds. Oh, Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's so cute.
0: Now, someone that you didn't have a beautiful relationship was with your sister, though, because you guys kind of picked no, sides. No, she's still evil. Oh.
1: Yeah, no, we still... We don't talk, and... Like, it's a very, like, it's not good.
0: I mean, do you have any, like, urge to, like, resurrect that relationship?
1: (laughs) You know, I've tried several times, but she does this thing where she won't accept it. Mm. (laughs) So, in her eyes, because of all my health issues, which we will get to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we will. And because of my like, bringing up certain like family things. Which we will talk which about. Which we will talk about. Uh, I, she, we haven't even, like, you guys don't understand. barely surface level. We have
0: not even scratched the surface. Yeah. We're only till 11 years old right yeah. now. Yeah, Like, okay, sorry, I'm getting so ahead she of my, just, So she just like
1: doesn't, like, she won't speak. I just tried to call her to tell her that my mom's in the hospital. She didn't answer my phone call. She didn't read my text message. Like, There's,
0: by the way, just another like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah my mom's in the hospital. <laughs> oh,
1: yes, yeah. my mom's in the hospital as of this morning. Yeah, it, it was like
0: 30 <laughs> minutes before I went live and you're having a phone call that your mom has pancreatitis <sighs> and yeah. is in the hospital. Yeah,
1: And she won't answer my phone call or, or call me back. So it's like just one of those things. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so much fun. I
0: now, you it. told me a story about your sister stabbing you.
1: Yeah, so we were... And it's... The most dramatic thing you'll ever hear in your life. Are you ready? I'm ready. So I was watching TV downstairs. How dare you? I know. And I had the remote control in my hand. And she grabbed the remote from me and was like, I'm going to watch whatever I want. And so I grabbed it back and I like ran. (laughs) I was like, no, you're not. And so I ran. Mm -hmm. And she picked up a screwdriver, which I don't know why there was a screwdriver randomly sitting next I to mean, like our couch
0: maybe they were doing some sort of like a lot of
1: construction yeah always maybe. um and she chases me into my bedroom and i'm like ha, ha, i have a screwdriver and she and i'm like on my stomach and she takes a screwdriver and like stabs me in the back and like drags it down my <gasps> back yeah
0: okay like the stab that sucks but stag and stag, stab and drag is yeah like, it was a good old really stab tra- and drag yeah do you have like a scar from it
1: i did i used to I don't know if it's still, I don't look at my back a lot, but it might be
0: there. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) It's probably, it's probably not that cute. I
1: don't really know if it's still there, but I, I got like two stitches from it, which isn't a lot Was there any sort
0: of like.
1: Reconciliation? No,
0: no, like. Did you tell on her or?
1: Hell no. She's scary. Oh. Yeah, no, I just had our nanny take me to the hospital because <laughs> I was bleeding. Did
0: your parents not find out about no, it? No,
1: I didn't tell them until like.
0: How do you go to the hospital? Later. Okay, so they um, did find out eventually. Yeah, eventually. And what did they say?
1: Nothing. They didn't really let. Li- they were like, oh, uh, but Grace, you shouldn't, you know, <laughs> antagonize your sister. <laughs>
0: be careful your sister's gonna she's she's gonna stab you (laughs) stab and drag that's good old stab and drag yeah
1: yeah so yeah there was no like she didn't get in trouble nothing nothing and i was such a sweet sweet innocent person you know what
0: you know (laughs) what maybe you were i'm not like i'm sure there was you were doing something at that point in time
1: I mean, probably. Probably. But I don't remember. But you don't remember your childhood.
0: <laughs> How convenient. <I>
1: no, <laughs> it works well for me, so we'll take it.
0: So your relationship with your father at this point is like super strained, mm-hmm. and you would go hang out with him during the summers. During the
1: summer times, which you hated, which I hated so much. I like threatened to call CPS on him for no reason at all. I like yeah. gave myself a bruise on my arm and said, <gasps> like, he, yeah. It was bad.
0: That's really messed up.
1: I know. I know. But I really hate Like, I hated him for some reason. I really did.
0: I, I, it seems like you felt abandoned by him.
1: I did. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I felt abandoned. And I didn't like the way he spoke about my mother. Right. So.
0: I mean, like, yeah. It's kind of like if I went to you and was, like, saying awful things about your best friend. Not right. that your mom was your best friend, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like someone that you yeah. care about in your <laughs> life, like usually that conversation is not going to go well. But ultimately, you should be the adult. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? It was very. Bizarre. Not everyone's meant to be a parent. It's true. You know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. I agree. You know. I agree. So, <laughs> but you but you noticed that that there was not a lot of effort. On your, Because f- you said later you reached out to him, but it seems yeah, like no, there was he, not much effort on his part. He
1: never really tried to make things work. In fact, he tried to make things worse in my mind. Like the more I retaliated, the more he was like, your mom's the worst and you look just like her. Like it was like one of those things where it was like, mm. you're just like your mother and I hate her. So,
0: So it was almost like you were just a representation <clears throat> of her. Yeah,
1: and which is – I look just like my mother. Like, we're identical twins. So his – he would always say something along the lines of, like, you're fat just like your mom or you're ugly just like your mom. Yeah, like, it was bad.
0: It was so bad. How do you say that to your own child? I don't know.
1: Probably with just your mouth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And your hatred. Yeah. And this is – here's the thing. We're laughing right now, and this is one of the things that, like, with you, like – You've so been through so much, and you still laugh. And
1: you have to. I you mean, have to. What's
0: the What's the other option? Cry.
1: I and I'm an ugly crier. So but, you know,
0: there's always like a good ugly cry is okay every once in a while. You know? I
1: do it solo though.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay. So you're with you. you so. Let's move forward. Yeah. Your mom. Meets a guy.
1: Mm, she sure does. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, yeah. I'm
0: sorry. She sure does. She sure Foreshadowing. Does.
1: Uh, yeah, so she meets this guy. First, okay, so but before this guy, she met another guy. His name was Chris, and he made Was
0: awesome cuz his name is Chris? No.
1: Damn it. <laughs> um, no, he made her buy him a plane, an airplane. Wait. I know so random so weird and it fits nowhere in this story but I just wanted to say it because it's crazy she bought an airplane for this guy that she dated for like three your, months
0: your mom's got airplane money
1: I mean it was a really tiny airplane hey let's not,
0: <laughs> let's not be a size queen about this okay
1: <laughs> yeah so she bought this guy an airplane and then they broke up and then my mom had to sell the airplane whatever anyways so then she meets my stepdad and six months later, they're married. And six uh, months? Yeah, it was six months. But she didn't introduce him to us until one month before the wedding because she was afraid that my little sister would scare him off because <laughs> she was crazy.
0: What would your little sister do that would scare off? Oh, my sister's man crazy.
1: Off? She's literally a crazy person. Like she screams always. She's yeah. always screaming. She like hit my mom with the bedpost of her bed once. Yeah. Shit's crazy. Can I say?
0: Uh, you can say sh- shit. <laughs> That's what I love about the podcast platform is that okay. you could say pretty much whatever you want. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, she, she hit my mom with the bedpost while my mom's boyfriend, who is now my stepfather, was there. And my stepdad like lost his mind. Mm-hmm. So it was like. She was very terrified that Hannah would scare him away, which is, you know, justifiable because she's very. crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, they're married now. <laughs> Fifteen years later. Yeah, no,
0: it's a, it's a great love story. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Love is lit. Mm-hmm. So,
0: you're, they get married. What's your relationship like with your now stepfather?
1: So, at that point in time, I loved him. He was the polar opposite of who my dad was. And so I just, I like lived for that relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I thought he was great. He, uh, I didn't believe in anything that he believed in at all because he's very like right wing conservative, whereas my dad is like the most liberal human being you've ever met in your entire life. And, uh, but because he was so polar opposite of my dad, I like clung to that. And I craved that.
0: Because to me, like from knowing you, like you don't strike me as super right wing. (laughs) No, I'm
1: definitely not. Um, But for some reason, because it was so different from what I was used to, I, I like needed
0: it. So it really had less to do with him. Your him being him, but him not being your dad. He
1: was not my dad. And that's what I needed. At that mm-hmm. point, so. So We're... now. <laughs> Let's get to the good stuff. Oh my Chris. lord! I,
0: yeah, I don't want. I. I mean, I. <laughs> so make. I'm sure gonna you turn red. Face the microphone. I'm gonna turn red. Turn the turn the chair and face the microphone. Can you lift your chair up a little bit too? Oh my god! Because you're short. We're trying to work this out here. I'm
1: not that short
0: though. You're short enough.
1: <laughs> Where's the thing?
0: It's on the side. It's hiding from you. <laughs> Working out the technical difficulties, it's cool. folks. Everybody's fine. Let's see. Here we go. See now you're more. <laughs> right. Yeah, just make sure you're facing the microphone so that we pick up your audio well. Okay. Okay. So the good stuff. Your stepfather um, had already had
1: two sons. Two
0: sons. Yep. Who became your stepbrothers?
1: He sure did within 6 months. How? And they <coughs>
0: and and they moved in.
1: So my the youngest one moved in probably 5 months after they were married. Mhm. So he moved in 5 months after they were married, but the first time I ever met my stepbrother was the first time he ever came on to me, which was weird.
0: Yeah. Um, did he just come on to you or
1: so what it's actually it's so bizarre so we visited my stepdad was living in Kansas City at the time and so we went out to visit him and it was my mom was like I'm not bringing your sister but you can come because mm-hmm. she's crazy and you're not as crazy so you can come out and meet so I go out there and we're like making brownies and my stepdad's like oh my god you guys are getting along so well and like i was like this is great like i can hang out with this person he's kind of close in age to me like so i thought it was kind of cool like he's gonna have older guy friends and i'm gonna date them which didn't work out yeah (laughs) but then that night we like go to bed and everybody goes to bed and he's like, Do you want to stay up and watch a movie? And in my mind I'm thinking, like, this is innocent enough. Like he's gonna be my brother. Right. You know? So we go to like watch a movie and I'm on the couch and he's on the chair and he like gets up and he goes into the kitchen and then he like kind of like comes over the couch and he is like sitting on the couch with me and I'm like, Oh, this is a little weird like, I'm a little uncomfortable. right? So I, like, do the whole, like, I'm going to curl up in the fetal position in the corner of the couch so uh-huh. that, like, nothing, like, weird can be insinuated. Right. And uh, he, like, gets closer to me, gets closer to me, gets closer to me. And at that point, he's, like, trying to, like, pull my pants off. And, I mean, this is the first time I met this kid. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be my brother in a month.
0: Right. Like, so, I mean, you wouldn't have thought that that would be something. Never. Like, you never in a million about. years
1: would I think that somebody that I was inviting in my life to be like a brother figure who was supposed to be like your protector and somebody that you're safe around would ever like do this. So I, at that point, like got up from the couch and like went into the bedroom and was like, I'm done. Like, I can't, I can't do this. And so did
0: you, did you like vocalize no to him or did you just kind of? Like, I just left. You just left.
1: Yeah. I'm not very good at like saying. Saying I'm uncomfortable yeah. or like saying no.
0: That's like people talk about fight and flight, but they don't talk about freeze. Yeah. those are. And
1: I am a freezer.
0: Yeah. I, I've been in the situation where I froze as well. Yeah. So like I think your reaction is totally understandable, especially because you're in shock. You're like, why am I having this yeah, situation with someone who's supposed to be a part of my family?
1: Yeah. And that was the thing is like I'm inviting you into my life to be... My protector,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: you're supposed to be my older brother. Come on, right? Like, come on.
0: But you got out. You got out of the situation. Yeah, so I
1: got out of the situation, and then you know we go to Vegas. My parents get married. Nothing happens, and then he moves in with us like mm. a couple months after he graduates high school, and that's when like everything goes south. It's right. Like he's like sneaking into my room in the middle of the night, and he's like. Doing all of these really incredible things that you would want your brother to do.
0: What did, what, just say what he did.
1: So he would, I would be asleep normally, and he would come in and he would, you know, get in bed with me. And I mean, several times I would wake up with him on top of me and he would just continuously pin me down and continuously I'd be like frozen, but in a state of like, like clenched up like please don't touch me please don't touch me please don't touch me mm-hmm. like situate like i never i think i've only said no like four times mm-hmm. and uh for the most part i just like would freeze and like close my eyes and hope that it wasn't really happening mm-hmm. it's kind of like how it all went down uh but he ended up raping me um Four times in my bedroom while my parents were upstairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest of the times, like, I was just like, no. But for the most part, yeah, he got away with it.
0: But you did, you brought it up to your family I did, at that I point did ev- in time? So
1: I did eventually. So it started, I was 15 when it started. And at the age of 17, I brought it up.
0: Mm-hmm. And what was the reaction when you brought it up?
1: They were like, "Well, you must have seduced him." Oh God!
0: On Un- like,
1: obviously, this is your fault.
0: It's just an unbelievable answer. Like, yeah. how? Like, how does that? Like, yes, I, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like a penis whisperer or something like that. I just called to him and I, and I was scrumped up into like, a ball because I really wanted it. It's like
1: I had braces. I like, I'm not cute. Like, and it just it blew my mind that they were like hey this is on you this is this is on you like you shouldn't have worn those shorts to soccer practice you shouldn't have like come home and put your pajamas on you should you know you should have locked your door where it's like for years I begged for a lock on my door like put a lock on my door and they were like no you're dating somebody so we want to make sure that you don't have him over like
0: Like, really, I'm trying to protect myself from my stepbrother. From my brother. Yeah.
1: From my freaking brother.
0: You can say fucking brother. Okay.
1: (laughs) Like, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Um, uh, And it
0: seemed like from what you described, that they were less concerned with what you said and more concerned with interrupting the family dynamic. Yeah,
1: and that was the thing is, you know, with all of that came you know turmoil between my mom and my stepdad and that's where it was a huge no-no like grace i can't believe you would bring this up and you know try and rock the family boat Mm -hmm. like how dare you
0: and you would hope in that moment that your at least your mother would advocate for you
1: and the thing is is like she is also a sexual assault victim. Like she was molested from the time that she was like five until she was 15 by the same person. Mm-hmm. So like you would think that I would have some sort of like advocate in my corner and I didn't. No. She was more concerned with the fact that she had finally met the love of her life and she didn't want to ruin that. And but that. in the
0: process, she was willing to ruin her daughter.
1: Yeah. And then I was forced to, you know, so I just, you know, for a year it was we did everything separately. Like Mm -hmm. birthdays were separate. Everything was separate. And then it became a thing where they would say, we just would love to have the family back together again. Like we would just, if you guys could like.
0: And I would love not to get raped by my brother. And so
1: I asked my mom, I was like. Well, do you want me to call the person who molested you and invite him over for Ooh.
2: Thanksgiving?
1: Because uh, I can. We can. It'll be a really fun so it, family thing. It got,
0: it got snarky and tense like that oh, of course. Her. Yeah. yeah cause you, because you're unheard.
1: I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You of all people who have been through something like this. Like, you of all people should know that this is not okay. This is something that should be addressed. This is something that can't just, like, be, like, pushed under the rug. Mm -hmm. You should know. And she didn't. She chose...
0: Well, I think that she did. And I just think that she was more concerned with her love life than your well-being.
1: Yeah. And I think she's still more concerned with that to this day.
0: Right. Yeah. So this... So the rapes Mm -hmm. happened between 15 and like 18 essentially yeah and then at 18 you moved out of the house i did how was yeah how was that it was
1: the best i loved it so much like being on my own was the greatest thing that ever happened to me um i got to sleep with my bedroom door unlocked which was so like this shouldn't be (laughs) like
0: this shouldn't be like
1: like, I slept with it open for the first time. You
0: should be able to do that your entire I life. I know,
1: but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to sleep with it open, which was really, really cool. Did you walk um, around
0: naked all the time?
1: I mean, duh.
0: Duh. Poop with the door open?
1: Obviously. Girls don't poop. I mean.
0: Tricked you. We do. No, you don't. Nope. <laughs> Girls don't poop?
1: So much. Like, once I... a day.
0: <laughs> no. You guys fart rainbows, right? Mm-mm. It's not farting, though. It's no, just. No, it's
1: real farts. Ew real farts
0: ew (laughs) so you you're you're on your own Mm -hmm. what do you like how do you move on from everything that you just went through like do you Uh, are you even thinking about that are you like what are you doing with this time that you have to yourself
1: yeah so the uh the weird thing is is like i still thought about it all the time like Mm -hmm. i thought about it all the time and it was something that always like replayed in my mind constantly Um, and then like after I moved, so I was still technically in high school when I like got my first place. And then after high school, I was awarded a cruise.
0: Oh, (laughs) you were awarded a cruise?
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I graduated high school. So my mom was like, here you go, go on a cruise. Yeah. Yeah, So I went on a cruise and I was raped on the cruise.
0: Okay. You you just like, (laughs) this is like,
1: sorry. You teenager.
0: said it so casually, and like to me, it's like, oh yeah, just I was raped on the cruise.
1: I mean, for me at this point, it is. You've had it's not it like for a casual so thing, but it's definitely like a very like casual thing,
0: right? So who was who was this dude? Like that- his
1: name was Joel.
0: Okay, first of all, do we trust anyone named Joel? No, no,
1: unless their last name's Joel and their first name's Billy. Billy. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Um, so some random dude so, from the crew. So how, how does this go down? I was
1: roofied at a piano bar. Hmm. Yeah, so I was roofied at a piano bar. I was with one of my best friends at the time. And um, she really wanted to sleep with Joel's friend, which I don't remember his name. But um, I was like, no, I want to go back to the room. Like, I want to go back to the room. So I have a feeling maybe she played like a tiny little part in in the roofing. Hoking situation in the yeah because she was kind of a slutty magooty so she was like i just want to get laid da, 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 da. and i was like i don't like i have a boyfriend like i just want to go home and go to bed like i just want to go to sleep
0: and you started dating you started dating this boyfriend
1: when i was a freshman when you were, when you were in like, high school so
0: when you were 15 yeah and he didn't know anything didn't about know
1: any of this he knew nothing about my stepbrother like nothing because i was
0: because like, you you tried to talk about it and nobody you felt like yeah you, no one nobody cared.
1: was listening nobody cared like it was always my fault so mm-hmm. like why would I why would I bring it up right so so I didn't um, so
0: okay I, I've you know you hear about you hear about people getting roofied mm-hmm. but I I have no experience with this so can you describe what it feels like when you are under the influence of roofies.
1: Yeah. So the first time I was roofied. Oh my god. Which <laughs> there's been four times. Yeah. Um. The first time I was roofied, it was very much like going under anesthetic.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: you like count backwards from ten, and then like you don't really like remember anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember exactly what he was wearing he was wearing a blue deep v V v-neck from urban outfitters remember when like urban had those like really deep v's it would go to like
0: your belly button yeah so he was wearing
1: one of those and gray denim and uh and so i remember like looking at him and looking at my best friend and being like i don't really feel well and that's like kind of my last and then i came to like in the middle of intercourse rape whatever um not consensual so i guess yes came to in the middle of rape and um looking over at my friend and she's like having the time of her life
0: so she's in the room with you yeah yeah while this is going on, so I'm
1: on. on the couch like lifeless, and she's on the bed with the other guy, like having sex with him. And I remember her like shadow, like her silhouette in the window, of her like riding this guy. And I'm thinking like, how do I get out of this? How I can't even move. Like I can't move my body. I can't.
0: So you can you you're conscious, mm-hmm. but you can't move. Yeah. Can you feel?
1: I. I I felt like pain sometimes, and then I feel like I would like drip drift off into like unconsciousness again. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like I was like coming to and then blacking out and then coming to and then blacking out. Mm-hmm. It was very bizarre
0: and and like, at any point did you think about reporting this to somebody?
1: No, who would believe me? I was drinking at a piano bar. Like who would believe me like they'd be be like, you're just a drunk girl who yeah,
0: I think I think because of your previous experience of no one listening to you that's that's how you felt but I bet yeah. you someone would have believed you but like after like because I had I mean I've told a story on my YouTube channel where I was raped by a woman in college yeah and I went to the police to report it and i got laughed out of the police station yeah so after that you don't want to talk about it anymore no even if it happens again yeah because you don't feel like anybody cares
1: no and they don't really believe you right like and i don't know if they care or not but they definitely don't believe that it was not consensual yeah especially if you say yes i was drinking Like, at that point, I think it, like, does something else to their brains where they think something along the lines of, well, she was drunk and she just doesn't want to admit that she, like, wanted to sleep with this guy.
0: I, like, I hope at this point that it's better for people when they go to report stuff I hope so,
1: too. But in my experience, it ain't. Yeah. So...
0: So you, <laughs> it's so hard, it's so I hard know. to know like where to go with this story. Like I, know, I actually like you, like we, we were kind of work, working through what this story was yeah. and I went, I went and had to lay down.
1: <laughs> I was like, okay, before <laughs> we go through minute. this
0: again, I need to lay down. So I yeah. can't even imagine how it is for you.
1: Um, but Strangely you, enough for me, it's like very like nonchalant. Like, Cause it's
0: your reality.
1: Yeah. I have to, li- I mean, I live with it every single day, so it's. It's just something that I deal with.
0: So um, you get back from the cruise. Mm
1: -hmm. I get back from the cruise. And at that point, I was like, I had been dating this kid for what felt like forever. It was, you know, four years. Four years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep you on this microphone. I know. Sorry. Um, So I had been dating this kid for four years. And I tell him, I was like, listen, something happened and he's like did you cheat on me and I was like no I was roofied and raped and he was like no you weren't you cheated I can't believe you cheated on me you're such a slut da, 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 da. so I mean what do you do at that point you are trying to like confide in somebody that you love and you trust and you cherish and uh, bull.
0: but they don't cherish you
1: yeah so
0: but you know. he had cheated on you right
1: several times <laughs> so it was like his like, oh, she also cheated. So like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, it's, like I've done no wrong. I just so. don't understand
0: how you could look at someone that you care about and hear that story and be like, yeah, you cheated on me. You're you're full of it.
1: Yeah. I don't either. But, but it
0: you're happened. Not, you're not with that guy anymore.
1: Uh, no, but I did date him for a couple a three years time. after that. <laughs> three years? 18 to 21. Right. Yeah.
0: So Ooh. this brings you to 21. Mm-hmm. And you go on a vacation <clears throat> with your family to Hawaii.
1: I sure do. And the same thing happens. So I had agreed to allowing like family vacation and like family time again because every day I was pressured with it. They were like, when can we be a family again? And I was like, I don't know. As soon as he stops raping people, that'd right. be great. Um. So we go on a family vacation to Hawaii and he... I mean it happens again we the whole family's drinking and (laughs) I go up to my room and I fall asleep and I wake up to him on top of me which here I am again in the same situation that I was in when I was 15 and I don't feel like I can tell anyone right like I can't say anything so what do I do I don't say anything.
0: Right. Well, I mean, if you feel like you have no recourse. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and that all it's going to do is have people get after you for speaking up. Like, why why would you? You know, like that just doesn't seem like a viable option for you at that time.
1: Yeah. So I kept it to myself yet again. And almost every night that we were on that vacation, which lasted 10 days, he would come into my bedroom and he would like try things and I would stay up late at night just so i could walk out of the room like when he was coming in like this happened every night for 10 days that we were on a family vacation where our parents are two rooms down and my sister is one room down and like the whole fucking family's there but like Like,
0: why would he why would he care if they're there he didn't he doesn't you do that and nothing happens. Yeah. And that's why, like, I always encourage people, understanding how hard it is to speak out, to to always speak out. Because if there's no repercussions, I think the percentage is like 2%. Only 2% of people who commit rape actually see jail time.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: It, 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 well, most people don't report it.
1: Well... And the thing is, is like, I tried to report it and they were like, well, there's no evidence. Yeah. And that's the other thing. He said, she said. You have
0: to have physical evidence. And that's why people who falsely report rape are so damaging. Yeah. Because it just makes people not believe actual victims of those types of crimes. Yeah. But you do need physical evidence. We can't just say, oh, we believe you over this person. Because yeah. that's not how the justice system works. But in
1: works. my mind, I'm thinking, like, how is it possible for me to get physical evidence? Like, how can I possibly get physical evidence?
0: You'd have to do it in that moment. Like, get a rape kit and stuff like that. Which
1: I, could, I couldn't I could even fit. Right. I was on a vacation, right. for God's sakes. Like, how could I? I mean, the nearest hospital was two hours away, first of all. Yeah. So it's like, how can I? Like it's not even possible.
0: Where do we go from here?
1: So yeah, we were in Hawaii, and I got raped several times, and it was.
0: And your mom just your mom didn't protect you. No, she, she would like, rather disregarded pre- it. She would rather yeah. protect the current relationship that she had. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super. So okay, let's let's um let's move in a du- different direction. Not fun. Not a fun direction. But
1: yeah, <sighs> but still different.
0: Doesn't involve any of that. But um. So when you were fifteen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I'm assuming you were having pains from yeah, so surrounding your period. Yeah.
1: I strangely had a lot of stomach pains started starting when I was like eleven. And I would go to the nurse's office and they'd be like, Oh, it's just part of being a woman. Like What is, What is
0: up with everyone <laughs> just dismissing everything that you're you no, it's not that. I know better about uh, you than you do. So I'm gonna different. I'm gonna tell you what's yeah. going on with you.
1: So yeah, I, you know, was in the nurse's office almost every single day, like of the month. It wasn't even when I was just having my period, it was just every single day of the month I was like in excruciating pain. And so um, that lasted for like three years. And then when I was 15, um, I was at Venice Beach with my mom and mm-hmm. my stepbrother, my other stepbrother, not the rapist, the other one, who is actually kind of funny. But uh, at okay, least <laughs> at least you, at least you yeah. got one decent <laughs> yeah. stepbrother. Um, so we were at Venice Beach with him. He was getting a tattoo and I was like emergency room now. Like I'm dying. And I'm like crying in pain. I'm like screaming. I'm doubled over. I can't breathe. And uh, we go to the emergency room and they find a unknown mass on my right ovary, which is 10 centimeters big, which is like the size is of it a Is it that great, big? Is yeah. that 10 centimeters? It was about this big. Yeah.
0: this big. Oh, and how big is your ovary? This big. Okay, so (laughs) something that's basically five times the size of your ovary. Yeah, it was
1: enormous. And they're like, okay, so we have to do emergency surgery. Otherwise, she could, you know, become septic.
0: Which you can die from.
1: Which you can die from because a cyst that large can uh, create torsion, which is where your fallopian tube, like, twists, and it cuts off blood flow to your uterus, and then you, you die.
0: Okay, so ex- excuse Mm-mm. my ignorance, but Mm-mm. like, so are your are your ovaries? Uh, do they float? Yeah, like, what so are they, like they're what?
1: not attached to anything, like anything at all. Mm. Um, but turns out mine were like embedded in the side of my abdomen because of something called endometriosis. So, <laughs> so not- the hits just keep coming. <laughs> I was like, when it rains, it pours. Right. Um. So. They take out the cyst and then they like find that I have severe what they call level four endometriosis, which is invasive, like abnormal growth of the uterine lining outside of your uterus. And so it created this like weird pocket in which my ovaries lived inside my abdomen. So instead of floating, they like were embedded in my body.
0: So, polycystic ovaries.
1: Yeah, polycystic ovaries and then endometriosis, endometriosis and they found interstitial cystitis.
0: <laughs> okay, I don't even, what? What is that?
1: So, it's leaky bladder syndrome. So, it's where if your bladder is full, even if it's not full, um, it bleeds basically. So, it's just like continuously bleeding. Yeah, and that's really what it is.
0: Uh, how do you fix that? no. <laughs> <laughs> she says, no no
1: i take a pill every once in a while i call it the windex pill it makes me pee blue and it's supposed to like coat the lining of my bladder i don't know it doesn't work so yeah. why are you
0: taking it if it doesn't work
1: well because it helps with the like bleeding itself but it doesn't help with like the pain so it helps with the fact that like it does coat the inside of my bladder every once in a while mm-hmm. but it doesn't um like cure anything so So, yeah i was diagnosed with that when i was 15 and it's just been like a continuous i think i've had uh nine or ten surgeries from like 15 to 24 yeah nine or ten surgeries between the ages of 15 to 24 to remove not only endometriosis but cysts and uh they check on my bladder every once in a while but
0: can you can you Say the third thing that you had again.
1: Interstitial cystitis.
0: Inner, interstitial cystitis. C- cystitis.
1: Yeah. If you like Google it, it just says painful bladder syndrome.
0: <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's really <laughs> Actually, all I have going on. That makes
1: sense. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's all I'm feeling. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. We we've, we've kind of skipped around a little bit here.
1: I mean. There's no way not to. There's no way not
0: to. Like <laughs> I was gonna do my best this whole time to like stay in chronological. No, there's no way. It's impossible. It's
1: totally impossible.
0: Um. Okay, so that's all of your issues mm-hmm. at that point at in that time. At that point
1: in time, at fifteen, at that was 15. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: I mean, they do, like, bladder installations, and you can, like, do surgeries where they remove the endo. Um, Like, the surgeries that I had, most of them were um, technically emergency surgery because the cysts were so big that they had to take them out. So everything was kind of, like, on emergency basis, basically. Uh, So, yeah. So that was at 15. (laughs) So from, like... (laughs) 15 to 24, that was kind of that. And then at 24, I went to like a specialist and he was like, you're fucked.
0: Okay. (laughs) So what the the diagnosis of you're fucked means what?
1: The diagnosis of you're fucked means that even, so at that point, even if you took out my uterus, I would still have symptoms of endometriosis and it wouldn't cure my interstitial cystitis. So for most
0: people, when you remove when you remove what
1: the uterus
0: when you yeah. remove the uterus it it
1: it should help like most people report that like when they wake up from their hysterectomy surgery it's instant relief
0: so you had you've had a hysterectomy i
1: had a hysterectomy a year ago in february yeah so a year ago in february i had a like a it's called a radical hysterectomy so it's both ovaries, your cervix and your uterus. So everything is gone. So unfortunately, I will not be reproducing. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, and like there's going to be people who are listening to this and listening to us I laugh. Know.
1: I know it's going to be so I'm sorry.
0: No, don't don't be sorry. Like uh, uh, we'll we'll get to that later, but like if you don't if you don't have any humor about the stuff that you have going on in life. What's your other option? You just sit and wallow Cry. Ugh. Right.
1: And like I said before, ugly crier. So it just wouldn't work for me. But like a good old
0: <laughs> ugly cry. Like every Maybe once every in a, once a while. Once in a
1: while I could like handle it, but that's not something I enjoy
0: doing. Okay, so let's go back to one of your douchebag boyfriends. Which one? Uh, the one that cheated on <clears> you <throat> and told you that you oh, cheated on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said that he cheated on you with multiple people.
1: Yeah, several people beforehand and then several people after. Right. Like after the the I cheated on him <laughs> situation. <laughs> yeah. Those were air quotes for those of you right. just listening yeah, in yeah, your yeah. earphones.
0: <laughs> and you said that, s- that several of the girls that he reached out to reach me reach out to you yeah. now i'm always like kind of on the fence about this where like i have women reach out to me and say you know i know that this is going on yeah. should i reach out and tell and i always kind of advise them like maybe you shouldn't mm-hmm. because it's probably not going to go well for you
1: i mean and
0: how how were how was my, your reaction
1: oh, that see that's it's tricky because in hindsight i appreciate what they were trying to do like I get most of it wasn't vindictive and it wasn't like, he's mine, bitch. It was more along the lines of like, listen, like he slept with me and he didn't tell you about it and he didn't tell me that you existed. So I'm just trying to like look out for you. And that's where a lot of the girls came from. So as a grown up, I see now like what they were trying to do and I appreciate it a little more. Whereas when I was, you know, 16, 17, I was like, fuck you, you're stupid. <laughs> you just want my man, which I should have given him to them. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that so in somebody hi- should in say hindsight,
0: something. Like this is like, that was the, the best yeah. purpose to like inform you. I
1: would. I would say so. So. Uh, you know if it were happening to me today like i would want somebody to reach out and i would also reach out to somebody Mm -hmm. just to be like hey heads up like your man ain't acting right or your woman ain't acting right or whoever is not acting right like they are not behaving in a way that that says that they love you so
0: okay so how much how much longer after all of this stuff was going on did you remain in a relationship with this guy
1: Three fantastic and magical years. They sound magical.
0: <laughs> um, So, you, at, but are you the one that, are you the one that ended the relationship? Yeah, some, I ended it. And how then, how did that go?
1: <laughs> it was bad. I mean, it was looking back, it's very funny. And I, it's, it, no, it's not funny. It's sad. And I feel bad. But like, I definitely ended it. And then he decided that after like two months of us not being together, he was going to take me on a hike up to the wisdom tree or whatever it's, it's called. No, it's Is the this? wisdom tree. Yeah, I yeah. love the wisdom tree. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're uh, not a hiker. I don't hike.
0: So, you were with someone for 7 years that thought that knows that doesn't know that you don't hike. And
1: he thought like after we broke up, like the best the way to win me over was to take me on a hike? <laughs> Okay, let's be real. Yeah. I hate hiking, right. which Denver is the wrong city for yeah, me. Yeah, you but. are in the wrong state for hating hiking. Yeah.
0: Literally, everyone's Stop. dating profile is like, I love to hike and here's my dog. <laughs> I
1: know. And I'm like, no, do your <laughs> hike. I
0: hate your hikes. No.
1: Um, so, yeah, he takes me on a hike and he also brings champagne and chocolate-covered strawberries.
0: Well, for, hold on, though. Like, First of all, it's it's an intense hike. That's like an intense yeah. hike though. It's short, but it's intense. Yeah. And you're gonna bring something that melts and something that's gonna get warm.
1: I was miserable the whole time. Right. I was literally miserable I was so mad at him, I was like, Oh my god, I can't believe I agreed to this shit. Right. Um, but I did because he was like, I need like closure or whatever, or whatever it is he needed, I was like willing to give it to him because after seven years of being with somebody, I feel like I owed him that much. Like so I you
0: know you you know you didn't, right? I know that now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I um so I did the hike and we do the whole thing and at the wisdom tree they have like a box of letters that people write to each other, or whatever, and you can like write your own letter and he like, Which by the
0: way, that's not really what people do at the wisdom tree. They don't really write they do. letters to each other. What
1: oh I thought that was the whole point. No,
0: it's like <laughs> it's supposed it's the wisdom tree. You put inspirational messages for other people.
1: Oh, I was told that you write letters to each Who other. Who told you that?
0: He did. Mm. Imagine that. Weird. Yeah, he lied to you.
1: <laughs> I can't But He lied? <gasps> oh, what? my God.
0: You mean the guy that cheated on what? you multiple times and didn't believe you when you said you were raped would lie to you? Yeah, no. Wisdom yeah. tree is for spreading wisdom, not writing notes to your boyfriend.
1: Oh, well, I wrote like a goodbye letter. Right. And he wrote like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. As he's like, so we're, he tells me that we have to like sit facing <laughs> like away from each other so we're facing away from each other and i'm like writing like i'm so sorry that this has to be it and this will be the last time you ever see me
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like how is there that much of a disconnect between two people i don't understand you guys are I literally up. don't understand you don't like hiking you don't like straw st- i chocolate hate covered chocolate
1: st- covered strawberries <laughs> like
0: and he thinks that is the time to propose to you
1: yeah so we're facing away from each other and I turn around, and I'm like, my letter's done, and he's down on one knee, and he has the ring in his hand, and he's like, "Will you spend the rest of your life with me?" And I was like, "Uh
0: oh, <laughs> uh, is no one want to
1: read my letter? Because <laughs> it says here, absolutely not." Uh, I definitely don't want to do that, but I will take that champagne bottle and walk down the mountain by myself. But
0: did you take the champagne bottle? Yeah,
1: and I walked down the mountain by myself.
0: That's amazing. I felt
1: really good about it, too. Yeah.
0: Did you get a little buzz on the way down? Yeah. You probably needed to medicate a little bit. (laughs)
1: Like, listen. Listen. I'm going to need something to help me with
0: this. (laughs) So that's over.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Super over. Have you had any contact with him since then?
1: Actually, strangely, he reached out to me. God, um i think it was like four years ago he reached out to me and was like i miss you i'm engaged
0: (laughs) okay i understand i miss you but like why i miss you i mean
1: (laughs) it was it was very bizarre this
0: person it's very
1: peculiar
0: yeah you make some choices
1: i mean i make a lot of choices (laughs) A lot of them are but wrong. You, but you know what? You're still here. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Might have a concussion, but that's another, another story. I want to
0: use that line from "I miss you, I'm engaged.
1: I miss you. And what
0: I'm were you engaged. supposed to be like? Swoon, yes, you're I perfect.
1: like, sweep me off my feet, would you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Out of control. Yeah. So, Wait, so how old are you at this point?
1: Okay, so I was 20. God, how old am I now? I'm 29. 29. So I was 26. Oh. I was 25 or 26 when you reached out to me.
0: But when you broke up?
1: Oh, when I broke when we broke up, I was 21.
0: How, wh- where am I, when do you meet me in all of at this? At 21. At 21. Yeah, so was at it 21. Was it before or after this situation? So it, was
1: after, it was after we broke up, but, but before he proposed to it, I met you.
0: Yeah, and um, so... I know we talked briefly about the fact that you uh, that we met just like one time at a karaoke bar, and I tried to talk to you many times after that. And I just Um, like was
1: engaged in douchery,
0: right? Yeah. And you, I mean, when you reached out to me recently, when we reconnected Mm -hmm. here, you you kind of uh, apologized for being a a douchebag at that stage in your life, yeah um because
1: i was i was a douchebag
0: but i mean like let's be real yeah just say
1: it just like chris just say it
0: you were a (laughs) douchebag oh my god like i'm i'm just like but you know what like you have every right to not want to hang out with me especially with everything that you were going through you like,
1: but I didn't have the right to be an asshole.
0: You weren't an asshole. You just kind of strung me along because you'd flirt with me, and then but I'd that's, respond to that's it.
1: Being an asshole,
0: I think. Yeah, but you but look like yes.
1: But I recognize it is the thing, yes. and it, that's the thing with me is like, I and hindsight is always twenty twenty. And for me, it's like if I see that I've done something wrong, and I can like reconnect with somebody and apologize for my behavior then I will because Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to, like, leave me thinking that I am a bad person because I'm not a bad person. Mm -hmm. I'm really not. I'm a good person. I just have done shitty things, you know?
0: But I think that's... But I've been
1: through shit that have caused me to do shit. I don't know.
0: You have been through... (laughs) I think anybody listening to this right now is already just like...
1: What? say what and we're not even we're not even there yet we're not even there yet (laughs) which is like
0: like the fact that and that's what makes your story so inspirational to me and probably a lot of other people is that you've been through some some more than most people and you still maintain a sense of humor about things for the most part right
1: yeah i definitely like I, def- I
0: I will I definitely. will make you <laughs> ASMR the shit out of this microphone I, until I you definitely. understand that This is where the people I'm are. I'm sorry.
1: I don't understand. I've never done this before. Um no, I definitely
0: I met you at a karaoke bar. You understand how microphones work.
1: I didn't do karaoke. Why are you fighting? <laughs> this is our first fight? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. We had fights many years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, so
0: you're you are you end that relationship. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And at, at what point do you leave Los Angeles? Because you you left.
1: Yeah, I left L.A. So I actually owned a clothing store from the time that I was 20. Oh, into, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that because that your girlfriend yes, liked to shop at. My girlfriend Stupid at the bitch.
0: time. Yeah, we're not going to talk about her. <laughs> well, we will talk about her. Um, but yeah, you owned the store that my girlfriend mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. I wasn't talking to you while I had a girlfriend. Um, That's good. Yeah, I don't cheat. Um, she, it was the store that she mm-hmm. like exclusively <coughs> shopped at.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: I don't know why that's so exciting so, to yeah. me. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I owned that store for a little while and then we closed it. I think I was 22. I think I was 22 when we closed it. So I owned it from the time that I was, I had just turned 20. Ooh, I might've been still 19. So we owned it from when I was like 19 and a half until I was... 22 and a half ish and then i moved to seattle for three months and uh wait
0: why did you why seattle of all places my
1: best friend kelsey she um she was from there and she actually we met because she worked for me so we met because she worked for me and when i closed the store she was like i think i'm just gonna go back to seattle and i was like i'm gonna come with you not that you, you invited to, me, but you I needed, to I needed an escape. I needed an mm-hmm. out, and uh, that was my out. So I moved up there, and I moved in with her now husband's little brother. <laughs> so we like pseudo, we date. Okay, so we dated.
0: <laughs> Everything was consensual with this person. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was one of those relationships. It was about time. huh? <laughs> yeah.
0: Jesus. I so, thought you were about to drop another one. Right.
1: I know um so yeah i moved out there to be with him and her and uh i was there for three months did a ton of drugs and drank a lot of alcohol do you feel
0: like you were you were just like coping with everything oh yeah happened
1: yeah and i was in the emergency room all the time for pain and i got these really permanent humongous tattoos on my body um
0: do you regret your tattoos
1: here's the thing Um, I don't regret them because I think they represent a part of my life that is very important Like when I was in seattle, did I do a lot of things that I regret? Yes, I did A ton of drugs drank way too much.
0: What kind of drugs are we talking?
1: I mean, I did a ton of coke I never did heroin
0: (laughs) Well, good for you. I'm really (laughs) proud of you
1: (laughs) but I did like more coke than anybody should ever do ever in their life Mm -hmm. like i would wake up do a line of coke i would drink like jack daniels for breakfast and i would just
0: like carry on my day was anybody in your life making comment on this no no what are you what's up with your friends i don't know if i saw my friend constantly doing like look i don't hate on people for doing (laughs) drugs but if you wake up do coke and and drink
1: i hid it from my best friend oh so i hid it how do you hide that um i don't really know i just did (laughs) but i did i did do that um so yeah i hid it from her and i'm sorry kelsey but i lied to you a lot (laughs) i lied to her all the time like Mm -hmm. i was like no i'm not strung out no i didn't do coke last night no i am not drinking
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um so yeah so that all happened, and so no, I don't regret these because I think they represent a really important part
0: of my. Do you want to show people your tats?
1: Yeah. Okay. How do I? Right
0: there. Okay, so you've got the. Gun oh, you show. want to see my muscles? Oh my God! Look at those muscles! Whoa. Wow. Those are okay, so muscles. you have a pistol on the ins. That's um, a revolver. Yeah. With stars and a red circle. I don't. What does here's it mean? The thing.
1: I was incredibly high when I did this. So I got both of these done within the same, like, 12 hours. And
0: then the other one is, like, skeletons. Like,
1: I actually really like this one because to and me flowers. it, like, represents, like, inner beauty. So it's, like, a skeleton with, like, a flower on the inside and then a butterfly on the I don't know. Do,
0: do, is there, like, meaning? or
1: This one actually does mean something to me. This one, like, represents the fact that, like, on the inside we're all... We can all be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that is very important. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with, like, outer beauty. It depends on, like, who you are on the inside. So, that's what that one means. The gun was just, like, a...
0: That's a pretty big... I was just, like, hey, mm.
1: I'm just going to get a fucking You have a little gun. heart. Oh, these I've had forever.
0: Two hearts. Oh, yeah. it makes so a heart. So, they
1: make one heart. Okay. <laughs> so, it's two hearts to make one. And then I have the ohm symbol was my very first one. So, I used to struggle with migraines, and this so was like, does that work? saying
0: home.
1: Oh. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Oh, but this pressure point works. <laughs> oh, so you press there when you have a migraine?
0: Yeah. Can you show people?
1: Um, yeah. yes. So it's. I don't even know where the camera is.
0: It's right. There, just you can see yourself right there. Oh. Your camera's here.
1: Oh, okay. So it's right here.
0: So you so you'd have a migraine and then you press there and it yeah. relieves the migraine. So that's
1: like, well, it would help a little bit Uh um, because this pressure point is supposed to help with like uh, headaches and stuff but so yeah and And then then I have my best friend's name tattooed on me because she (laughs) yeah that's her nickname okay and then I have the anchor above which is a matching tattoo with her husband and
0: you also just have casual hospital bracelets which we will get to
1: yeah, I like sympathy. <laughs> so. We get it. You go to hospitals. like. <laughs> mm.
0: And by the way, anyone who's insulted by what I just said, like anyone who's been around anyone that has consistent stays in the hospital, the best thing you can do is treat laugh. them like anybody just else. laugh with me. Because if like you about. treat them like they're a dead person or like they're not able to function on their own, it just reminds them of exactly what they're going through. Yeah.
1: Then they won't talk to you,
0: right? <laughs> like I remember, and uh, I was talking with uh, my friend Lindsay, who has stage four colon cancer, mm-hmm. and <laughs> she said that everybody was treating her like she was already dead. Yeah, which even stage four colon cancer is manageable. She got yeah. diagnosed stage four like <clears throat> three years ago, and she's still killing it or whatever. Yeah. And don't say okay. I'm it. sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, say something else like she's still crushing life she's, no, I don't know. she's still killing it whatever
0: <laughs> so um i would i would walk up to her and like if we were even if we were in public i'd be like oh my god girl you're looking so skinny what's your it's secret that chemo she's diet. like i got that chemo body <laughs> i was like Ooh, girl what you got she's like i got ass cancer I was like Ooh, i need to get skinny i want to i want some ass cancer <laughs> and you know what people around her mm-hmm. would be mortified. Mm-hmm. She's losing her mind laughing. Mm-hmm. So just a heads up to anybody, like, if the person with the affliction is laughing, yeah, you don't need to be mortified for them. They're having yeah. a good time. It's the
1: best medicine. It really is. Like, you could prescribe me anything, but, like, laughter is, like, the only thing that actually helps. Right. So...
0: Which is why you laugh a lot.
1: Which is why I'm so funny. Okay.
0: (laughs) What were we talking about? Me. Well, yeah, I know that. (laughs) What about you?
1: I don't remember.
0: Okay, we'll just. (laughs) I have chemo. (laughs) Oh, um. You were mugged?
1: Yeah, I was mugged in Seattle at Knife Point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At this point, like, you can't help but laugh because holy shit. How many?
1: I know how many things how can many I be things hit with, right? One
0: person go through. Yeah. it's like the list of the most awful things. Yeah, yeah. which we're not. And I'm too, like, check, we're not even done. Check, um,
1: check. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why am I a snorter now? I don't understand what is happening. So, <laughs> so yeah,
1: I was I was mugged at, at knife point in For Seattle. What? <clears throat> I don't know because I didn't have any money. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't know that. Yeah, they didn't know that. So I was. Actually, I was at a bar, and I was drinking, obviously, excessively, and it was, like, way too much, and um, I, the guy that I was living with, who is my best friend's husband's brother, um, he lived right around the corner from that bar, Mm -hmm. and so I was like, oh, I'll just walk home, this will be fine, like, I'm totally fine, I've done this a million times, like, I'm just gonna walk home, and... I remember sitting with this kid and he was like, do you want me to walk you home? And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. Like, I've got this. Like, it's not a big deal. I do this all the time. And so I, like, stumble out of the bar. And I remember now the guy who mugged me, he was sitting at the end of the bar. And he was, like, watching me the whole night. And he, like, saw that I wasn't going home with anybody. And so he, like, followed me to, like, this weird – there was a weird alley between – the bar and where my the guy that I lived with at the time was living and uh he like pushed me up against the chain link fence and for somehow his wrist fit in between like the chain link fence and his like knife was like up against my throat as I was like pressed faced up against the chain link fence and uh I was like you can have anything you want he's like I just want you and your money and I was like I don't know what that means, but you can have my money. I've got like $12. So. You're welcome. <laughs> so you can have it. And at that point, I'm thinking like, oh, my God, I'm going to get raped again. Like, yeah. here we go again. But he didn't rape me.
0: Oh, congratulations. Yeah.
1: So which was. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. I win.
0: I <laughs> win. Thank you
1: so, so much. Um. So, yeah, he took my wallet. He took my phone. He took everything. Um the guy that i was dating he was a bartender so he didn't get home till like 4 a.m and so he comes home and his front door is wide open there's blood everywhere Mm -hmm. and uh i am like face down on his kitchen floor and he's like what the fuck happened and he like blamed me he was like.
0: Oh, my God. I How know. How does this keep happening? I don't know. You have shitty, shitty people in your I life. I know. He blamed you for getting mugged. Yeah.
1: So he blamed me. He's like, you shouldn't have gone home drunk. You should have just let somebody walk you home. You know, I can't I'm believe you don't have I'm about to stab somebody. What <laughs> the fuck?
0: Yeah. So It's like unbelievable to me yeah. that someone would look at someone who just got stabbed. Yeah. And was like. It's your fault. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could have made a better choice.
1: I mean, I could have done a few things differently. But
0: you're not the one that made that person grab a knife and follow you and put it to your throat. Like, that's not your doing. This victim-blaming shit in your life. No wonder you don't want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, like, the first time I've ever talked about any of this.
0: Right, and honestly, like, I do feel really privileged that you were willing to sit down. You should. I I just told you, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what, asshole? Like, I... like. Yeah, I do. I do. I feel very privileged that you'd feel comfortable enough to share all this. And I told you, like, hey, if there's anything that you don't want to talk about, like, just just give me. No,
1: let's put it all out there. I feel like it's important at this point in my life to, like, share this shit that I've been through because not a lot of people know the extent of the things that i've gone through like they're like oh yeah like her health is like meh, it's like kind of bad but she's fine (laughs) we haven't even gotten there i know but there's like five people who know the extent of what you know oh so this will be like a very like shocking
0: right and i think that with with most people they figure that someone who's gone through even a small percentage of what you've <laughs> gone through Is just gonna sit there and be put into a padded room and not be able to function as a human being yeah. And the fact that you're able to smile through it. Well, obviously it wasn't that bad, but that's just your way of coping
1: Yeah, I mean if I can't smile then what's the point? You yeah. know, like what's the point? In existence if you can't like find small portions of joy in all of your shit is that weird to say no like it's really true like small portions of joy and everything are very important so
0: okay so why are you only in seattle for three months because of the stabbing
1: (laughs) because I woke up on a stranger's floor one morning with, like, blood running down my face. And I called my mom and I was like, hey, I think I need to get out of here. <laughs> and she was like, I've been waiting for this phone call. So she, like, flew me home to Col- well home to Colorado. So mm-hmm. she flew me to Colorado. And uh, so I've kind of been here off and on since then
2: mm-hmm
0: yeah okay
1: so all i could handle was three months as a crazy person well yeah yeah
0: you needed someone to tell you you needed someone to tell you no you know what you needed me to yell at you yeah you know people give me shit for really for being so like stern with people but usually it's because my heart is in the right place yeah but I, do you think I, in I, those I, moments I, if i had been like yo you are a mess you need help Go that's home. what i needed would you have listened to me though
1: um, I probably would have been like, he might be right, but also, is my time here really done? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I would have listened. And I think- I, think I needed to come to the realization myself. Like, I needed to- yes. like I needed to wake- I needed ASMR. to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to wake up on that stranger's floor. Rock like, bottom. Yeah.
0: They call it rock bottom.
1: I had to hit my- three-month rock bottom. But I
0: think it's really... That's why I think... like So in my line of work, I've, I have spend a lot of time talking to people that I don't agree with. I spend a lot of time talking... Because I think those are the people that need to get moved the most. So like mm-hmm. in my LGBT advocacy, I'm sitting and I'm talking to people who hate gay people, who hate trans people, who are completely homophobic, who use religion to shame people. Yeah. And those are the people I feel like you really need to move. But the problem is when you have... A lot of people, when they have those conversations with people, they're trying to change the way that person thinks instead of just giving them information. Yeah. So like me giving you that information would have been more so like, hey, at least it's like somewhere in your mind and you'll access that information later rather than I'm going to change you right in this moment Mm -hmm. because that's about me. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. But you came to this realization. Did you have any support system through any of this
1: no so I kind of like disconnected from all of my support so like my best friend who I mean is still my best friend to this day Kilk, Kilk, my little Kilk, my little Kilk, my little kelk, my little kelk. My little kelk. Um, she I didn't tell her like everything that I was going through mm-hmm. but she knew that something was wrong but she knew that even if she like told me I had to leave I wouldn't listen like she knew that I would have to like come to that myself, so she, you know, was my support system in like a very strange, like out of the box way. Like she knew that I would get there, but she knew that she couldn't push me there. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Okay, um, so let's move forward. Next, <laughs> thank
1: you.
2: Next <laughs> I'm so grateful
0: for- You're not thankful, grateful for your ex. Um, Any of them, really. Well, this next one seems like he was actually Actually, like a semi-decent human being.
1: No, he and he definitely was. Yeah. He helped me with a lot of things. He like pushed me to like do a lot of things that I wouldn't have done.
0: Well, Um, let's get into it. So at this point, you start talking to your then boyfriend Mm -hmm. about what happened with your stepbrother when you were a teenager and when you were 21.
1: Yes. So I'm telling him the story. And then, and then somehow I find out and I, it was after, so I had an emergency surgery one month after I met this guy. So like one month after I met this guy, I was in the emergency room because I had another 10 centimeter cyst on my, (laughs) on my (laughs) right (laughs) ovary. A little big deal. Let's have a good time. Um, So I have an emergency surgery and while I have, I'm like in the hospital, my little sister tells me like, oh, by the way, the same thing happened between like daniel and i
0: this is okay so just to clarify you're saying that that same stepbrother that raped you also raped your little yes, sister
1: yes and so she tells me this and i'm like
0: did it happen around uh, the same time it, or? no
1: it happened like a year before she told me so it was a very like recent yeah thing and she's like and he had like come on to me before a few times and i had like just like pushed him away and and she's a lot stronger than I am mm-hmm. like physically emotionally mentally she's like much stronger than I am so mm-hmm. she was like a little more capable of of like pushing him his advances and then this last thing happened and she was at his house with my stepbrother's house so my little sister was at my stepbrother's house with and he lives with his brother brother's wife and my nephew Mm
2: -hmm.
1: who was three at the time and so she thinks she's in like my sister thinks she's in a very safe environment everybody's there and my brother offers his bed to her he's like you know you've been drinking why don't you just stay the night and like i'll sleep on the couch you sleep in the bed she's like yeah sounds i mean why would
0: why would she question yeah that but she did she know she, I mean, she obviously heard about what happened with you and him. Oh, she knew. Did she just not believe it?
1: No, of course not. She didn't believe it. In fact, she also blamed me for it. Hmm. So there was a whole bunch of like blame put on me for everything. And uh, so she fell asleep and woke up to her to him on top of her.
0: It's just like the same exact just thing Just the that same scenario. To, between you and yeah. him. Yeah, same
1: scenario. And so she tells me this and I'm like, hell no like there's no way i'm going to you can fuck with me all you want but like you mess with my little sister even though i don't really like her at all um and that's really then we have a problem
0: And that's really interesting you're willing to advocate for your your sister yeah but not for, for yourself myself. well i feel like you tried
1: i tried and i was like shut down massively right. like and
0: do you feel like now you still don't advocate for yourself because you still feel like nobody will I listen. I
1: more so advocate for myself, but I don't do it enough. Yeah. Like, I I still need to, like, work on it, but I definitely do it more than I once was mm-hmm. doing
0: it. So, you, this, this boyfriend pushes you to, to file a lawsuit against your stepfather. No, my your step-brother. stepbrother. Yeah. So for, he... for the rape for both you and your sister. Mm-hmm. And your sister's on board for this lawsuit or no?
1: She, at first, was like, yeah, do whatever you want. And then as soon as I was like, hey, I need you to come down to the detective's office and, like, speak your piece, um, then she was like, nope, I can't do it which
0: it. look I, I honestly like don't blame anybody I don't for it really because either. like you have to, <clears throat> as someone who has who has um had to go file a police report even though they didn't care having to relive that stuff is not fun
1: yeah no it's not fun at all
0: that's why a lot of people don't come yeah forward
1: no it's definitely it's not fun at all and I um you know when they interviewed me they were asking me things about from when I was 15 and because I was a minor and he was an adult. There's like a whole nother thing happening in California right now where like the lawsuit is still like open. So there's no
0: because you were a minor and he was an adult. There's no statute of limitations. for That case. Yeah. Okay.
1: So they're still like working. And by working on it, I mean, they've like probably put it on a pile of like paper (laughs) on their desk. Yeah. Like they're probably not really even thinking about it. But I did it. And so, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't come forward. She wouldn't say anything. And at that point, the the Denver situation kind of became more of a he said, she said. And there was nothing really that they could do. So.
0: So that, I mean. That so had, that's the end of that. That had to have been frustrating.
1: I mean, yeah, it's incredibly frustrating. Like, how could you, how could you not, like, believe me? Like, I don't know. It's just. Like I've been through so much shit, and I was so upset that nobody believed me. Right. Like that's the most upsetting thing to me is that nobody listened. Like mm-hmm. nobody cared enough to be like, "I've got your back."
0: Right. You know. I've I've got I've got your back. I'm a little late. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm a little late, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a little late to the game, but it's fine.
0: I tried hey <laughs> mm. Mm, I tried <laughs> you ignored me um okay so before we move <clears> to <throat> the to the next thing um so we know about your we know about cruise guy mm-hmm. we know about your stepbrother mm-hmm. we know about was that just was that the only two we talked about
1: I think so oh yeah I was raped three times
0: in between then yeah so you have been you have been. I've raped. been
1: roofied four times, and I've been raped f- by five, five different, different people. Like, yeah.
0: w- <clears throat> now I'm. I'm trying to be careful about the way that I say this because I don't want to make it seem like it's your fault that this happened. Mm-hmm. But like, I've never heard of anyone being raped being raped, raped by yeah. five different people. Um, Do you think? Uh, are there things in your behavior?
1: Yes, a hundred percent. Like
0: like, make you more susceptible to that. Like, yes
1: i am a very flirtatious person Mm -hmm. i am incredibly flirty and like i will talk to anybody and a lot of times people they're like oh because she's talking to this person she's flirty so it's like i'm maybe i'm not flirtatious but i'm talkative and like i'll say hi to anyone i'll talk to anyone i'll like engage in conversation with anybody
0: but like that that doesn't like i'm flirtatious I'll talk to most people. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I'm going to get raped five times. That's true. Or five, five people.
1: True. Very true. But I think that that kind of like opened this like weird door to like rape Narnia where like people think that it's that I'm going to go to bed with them. And if I don't, then they feel the need to like, I don't know, put a roofie in my drink and, you know, finish the job. Does so, that sound bad? I don't know. No, I don't really. I don't really know. Yeah, it's like, it's
0: just like it's uh, it's, it's it's a un, lot. It's, it's a lot of times. Of. It's unheard of to me, and I've talked yeah. to people about this stuff all the time. So, like, say, <clears throat> what would you do differently now to avoid? any I mean, of these? I you...
1: would wear a chastity belt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> would they have daggers? <laughs> daggers on your chastity <laughs> yeah. belt?
1: I would like. I don't know. Grow teeth in my vagina that could like. Clamp down on dicks. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I know it's weird. Sorry.
0: I mean, no, they deserve Um, it.
1: No, I mean, I think that if I knew what I was getting into, I would have behaved differently. How would
0: you know? Like, you don't have ESP. Like, you don't. Like, how would you know? Oh, this guy's gonna rate me. This guy's gonna roofie me.
1: I never really, I never really had to think about it. Whereas now, I think about it all the time. Like, if I'm out in a bar. I either have my hand over my cup the whole time or like if I've left my cup somewhere, I'll just get a new drink. Like so That's like smart. So there's like things that I do now where I'm like, okay, somebody could have put something in my drink. Somebody could have da 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 you know what I mean? So yeah. like now I'm like a little bit smarter about the company that I keep and like what I do with my beverages, whether it's water or alcohol or whatever. Yeah. So And the
0: thing is, is like people who do that, like they go to the bar prepared. You have to come with. I don't even know what a roofie looks like.
1: I don't either. All I know is what it feels like.
0: Like you, (laughs) you, yeah. Like these, these, these Mm -hmm. men went there with the intention of doing it. Yeah, they had to have the pill. Yeah, in order to do that. And
1: that's the thing is they were all at. So the three were at parties. So. They were all at like house parties of people that I thought I knew and trusted, and right. Guess not. You
0: still seem pretty trusting, though. Or am I just like, do I, or is it just I seem like a decent human being? No,
1: you're like a mediocre person. So, yes, like, dude, I feel I like I've
2: been <laughs>
0: aspiring to become <laughs> mediocre one day. Well, thank congratulations! You for, thank you for coming. That finally for me. made
1: it. <laughs> um, no, I mean. And I told you this before for some reason like I just trust you like I've I feel like I've known you for so long. I don't know, you're just I don't I just you just seem like a good person. I'm not. I kind of figured.
0: Is is everything okay? Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Is it going to be?
1: It's going to be great. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> um okay. So,
1: Next question
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, 10 months ago
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah 10 months ago
0: You got even more amazing news Yeah
1: so 12 months ago I got a hysterectomy Well 13 months ago I got a hysterectomy 12 10 months ago I was diagnosed with bladder cancer Okay Wah, wah, wah. So like okay, <laughs> which is unheard of in a twenty nine year old human specimen, right? Yeah,
0: you go through rape with multiple people. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You have polycystic ovaries, endometriosis, mm-hmm. that other thing I'm never going to be able to pronounce,
1: interstitial cystitis.
0: That one. <laughs> um, I have the
1: hysterectomy. You have a hysterectomy. Have, yeah.
0: and then then this yeah and then at what point do you are you just like at any point when you were going through this were you just like what the
1: fuck yeah at every point at every at every stage that I get like some sort of like weird diagnosis or some sort of weird news or something like awful happens to me I'm like is it ever gonna end honestly is it really is it ever gonna end or am i gonna have to end it like what's the deal here a lot of people would check out yeah after a few of those things so it's like once i was diagnosed with cancer which (laughs) my family still doesn't know (laughs) so i like did the whole wait okay hold
0: on no 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 no. your family doesn't know that
1: yeah they have no idea i had cancer no idea So it's called, I had superficial bladder cancer, which means that I had a tumor that was cancerous inside my bladder, but it wasn't invasive.
0: And it thought that you were like, it was just after you for your looks. Yeah. Superficial. Mm -hmm. So superficial. (laughs) Okay, I'm done.
1: (laughs) So they like go in, they remove it and, um, and, uh. And then they we like start this like chemo treatment, which is bladder installations where they, you know, pump chemo inside your bladder, and that's why I have to pee all the time. Okay, uh, <laughs> now, we finally got hence, to the point where we hence, talk about why the peeing all you the pee time. all the time. Um, okay, so for those of
0: so for those of us who have never been through chemo, which is hopefully most people. Um, yeah,
1: I hope so. Shit. What is
0: what does chemo feel like? What is chemo exactly, and what thing. does it feel like?
1: So my chemo is very different from, like, the, like, standard run-of-the-mill chemo that, like, most people go through where there's, like, a port and they do the chemo through the IV, dah, dah, dah. My chemo is where they literally go in through your urethra and, like, put, like, a chemotherapy medication inside your bladder. So it doesn't affect, like, your bloodstream. It doesn't affect, like, hair loss. It doesn't affect anything like that. Um, and I joke about the chemo diet when, really, I was just not hungry yeah (laughs) does it
0: burn like
1: um so they originally did it it, with lidocaine which should like numb your bladder uh it didn't work for me
0: why didn't it work for you
1: because it made my tongue swell up and so i'm probably allergic to lidocaine (laughs) so yeah no it's crazy it's so bizarre But so my chemo is very different from everybody else's chemo. And by everybody else's, I mean, like, the chemo that they do through the port or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I didn't lose my hair. I didn't. I wasn't, like, sick all the time. Like, it was painful and I hated it and I hated every minute of it. But it's like I would go in and I would sit in the chair and they would call my name and I would go into a room I would go into a room. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) She's starting to understand this whole microphone situation. And I would go into a room and they would be like, okay, put your legs in these stirrups and we're just going to like put this in your urethra and then you'll sit here for 15 minutes and then we send you home.
0: And And how often would you do? Once a week. Once a week. Yeah, so I did it once a week for
1: 10 months, nine months, 10 months. months.
0: And and at this time, you're dating someone while this is going on, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was a doctor. Yeah. So that's good, right? Because you're dating someone who understands what you're going through. Yeah, you would
1: think that until I became um, too much for him to handle. You're
0: you're a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally your job to handle this sort of thing.
1: Yeah. And so I became like emotionally too much for him to like process on a daily basis, which here's the thing. He was like finishing his fellowship he was like a single dad he was dealing with baby mama drama he was you know doing all these things and uh i come along and i'm like hey my brother raped me and i have cancer and i have all these things that are not curable <laughs> <laughs> winner winner oh, my Lord. <laughs> so um so i can understand how that would be a lot for somebody to take on however there was a public service announcement beforehand. Like right. before we even like were serious, I was like, hey, PSA, <laughs> I have all this shit going on. He was like, I got this. So I I trusted him and I thought that like he was going to like help me through all of it. And he
0: didn't. He didn't.
1: No, he didn't. He did like push me to like seek different treatments and like seek help like mentally and seek help um like through like the police department and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. other than that it was like he was totally checked out as a boyfriend right so
0: so what happened what what you ended things with him probably about three months before we reconnected yeah 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 and um we met up for lunch And then lunch turned into just, like, an all-day affair. Yeah. And um, the next day was the last day of your chemotherapy, which is really exciting. which is so
1: exciting. And I was really excited. Yeah, you kept telling me how excited (laughs) you were. I was so pumped. And uh, so I did my last round of chemotherapy, and then I went to my favorite store, and I bought like the cutest outfit ever and i wrote four suicide notes and
0: uh this is like help me understand because we hung out and like
1: i had a great time you had
0: great time like yeah like you were smiling you were like oh my god chemo is is, over is over after today so like at what point in all of that does suicide creep up
1: um, I think suicide was kind of always in the back of my mind. Like, it was always something where it's like, I don't know if I can continue living in this amount of pain. Like, I'm a, I'm still in chronic pain, like, regardless of cancer or regardless right. of, um, like, being emotionally as stable as an Ikea table. Um, like regardless of all of that, I will have chronic pain forever mm-hmm. is kind of the diagnosis that I've been
0: dealt. And you you are on some serious pain meds.
1: I'm on like horse tranquilizers.
0: That's ketamine, yes?
1: Yep. I'm on ketamine, Valium, and morphine all at the same time three times a day in a suppository.
0: How How is it existing with like not Like with all those drugs in your system, does it just become like your new reality?
1: Yeah, it's kind of my new, like, Do you I, feel I don't feel anything is the thing. Is so like, it
0: actually just kind of stabilizes your life because your pain's that extreme.
1: Yeah. So I know it's crazy. It's so crazy. It's so bizarre. Um. So, yeah, at that point, I was like, because they were like, oh, chemo's over. Like, congratulations, you made it. And then I had a phone call with my doctor and she was like, it's going to be about two years before you can like have a job, before you'll be able to like feel semi-normal again. And uh, at that point I was like, I don't want to wait two years. Like I can't wait two years. And so I was like... You've already
0: been through so much.
1: Yeah. So I was driving home. I stopped at the store. I bought a really cute outfit that cost me 600 fucking dollars. But I mean... Why did you buy a cute outfit? Because I wanted to be buried in a cute outfit. <sighs> <laughs> is that fucked up? That's so fucked up. It
0: is. It, it's fucked up. It's incredibly fucked up. Everything that's happened is pretty fucked up. Yeah. So...
1: So I... <clears throat> buy the outfit, I'm sitting in the car in the parking lot and I'm writing these notes out. And I'm like, oh, i really... I don't feel well. Um, I'm just going to go to the emergency room one last time and like get a dose of fentanyl and then they'll like send me home. And so they give me a dose of fentanyl which they always give me because of my like my I metabolize pain medication so rapidly.
0: Cuz you just you're just constantly Cuz I I mean I've been pain medication. Yeah.
1: And so I tell them what I'm on and they're like, "Oh, here's some fentanyl or some Dilaudid or whatever."
0: Isn't fentanyl like what they heroin. put in heroin to make so it like so potent that people I be- are dying from I it? I
1: believe that fentanyl is like 100 or like 500 times stronger than heroin. Fuck. Something like that. And it like barely touches me at this point in my life. So it's great it's crazy. Yeah. So they give me a dose of fentanyl and at that point when you're in the emergency room they have to ask you like do you feel like harming yourself or others?
0: And I was like,
1: uh, why would I want to live anymore? Like look at my life. Like I'm in chronic pain. All, I like, why would I want to exist any longer? And uh, so they put me on an M1 hold. <laughs> which well, so is, what is an M1 it's hold? It's basically like suicide watch. And right. you have to go into like a mental facility. Okay, and, so uh,
0: I've never been in a mental facility.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so great. You what are mental faci-
0: Like what happens in, there, in there?
1: Um, So you get checked in and they like do like a whole body check and... <clears throat> you're, you're not allowed to wear pants that have strings in them. You got to take your shoelaces out of your shoes. Like anything that you can kill yourself with, they like remove completely. Mm-hmm. But our system is so screwed up, they treat you like you're an inmate. Like you're somebody who's committed a crime who has like... Committed like I felt like a Murderer so how
0: what what are They doing to to make you feel that Way
1: I mean just the way they like Belittle your situation and They talk to you like you're Like dog shit on the bottom of their shoe And they just Just the Way that they behave there's no like Human decency like they're they don't And it's not that You're in there because you want somebody to feel bad For you but you want understanding Like you want somebody to be like I understand and, like, I'm here for you and I think we should, like, talk about this or whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. They just, like, keep you from killing yourself for 72 hours why by you over-medicating you.
0: Why do you think that that is? Is there no compassion in these places? Or? Oh, there's zero compassion. But you would think that in a, in a place like this that compassion would be something that's important? I
1: mean, you would think that. You would definitely think that. But there it wasn't. It wasn't important at all. Like, nobody fucking cared why I was there. Right. Like, they could care less. So they just, like, give you a bunch of drugs, and they're like, here's a sedative. Like, let's put you to sleep for 72 hours so that you don't kill yourself, basically. It, o- it
0: almost seems like they just want to, because there's a mandatory hold. They yeah. want to get you through that hold so they're not responsible if you kill yourself. Yeah. But they don't want to address the actual mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. So what's the point of these places? Just There to- isn't
1: one. There's no point. Like, I want to open a mental health facility because of this. Like, yeah. it's like the most disgusting system I've ever witnessed in my life. Ever. It's so disgusting.
0: Okay. Hold on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake it out. Shake Let's it out. Shake, shake it out. It out.
0: <laughs> Let's shake it
1: out. Let's high five.
0: Let's have a little drinky drink of wine. Mm-hmm. Now y'all know why I wanted to take a nap after.
1: <laughs> after briefly hearing, touching on my life. Yeah, we
0: didn't even get into all this detail yeah. when we talked about it. I'm just like, my brain is on fire right now. No, it's now. a lot. It's definitely okay, a lot. so you, you get done with the hold,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you go back to the hospital.
1: So I get done. I am technically discharged from the place because I almost died. Because I almost died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So they have me so heavily medicated and I'm, like, projectile vomiting, like, every single day. Like, I was so sick the entire time that I was in there and I was so lethargic and I was incoherent. Like, my head was, like, down and... I, was, I had to be, like, pushed in a wheelchair. Like, they had me so medicated that I couldn't function as, like, a human being. Like,
0: how do they know that you're, like, doing better or, like, things are okay? Care.
1: They don't wow. care. They don't
0: care. So, are they just there to make money, in your opinion? Yeah. That's all of They're there to keep their job and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So, no wonder people don't get better. Yeah. Well, actually, the, the whole system, our whole health system so, as a whole is well, not meant to make people better. It's meant to medicate people Mm -hmm. when they're sick yeah because there's so much money in it Mm -hmm. at least that's uh, you know we can get conspiracy theory about it but like that's what it feels like
1: and that's what it felt like for sure is they were just there to like keep me alive for 72 hours when in all reality they over medicated me to the point and then they, like, force-fed me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which I will never eat another peanut butter and <laughs> jelly sandwich no, again I'm so- in my life. I'll eat which it for you. I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but you- I will never have one again. So they – I'm, like, falling asleep, and they're like, you need to eat, because I was down to, like, 98 pounds, which is very, very skinny. I would say so, um, yeah. And uh, so I was – they were like, you need to eat. So they are like, force-feeding me this peanut butter jelly sandwich – And I fall asleep with it in my mouth. And they like... Didn't you
0: tell them that you were going to do that?
1: Yeah. I was like, I'm going to fall asleep. And they were like, okay, whatever. So they like pick me up from my wheelchair that I'm sitting in like the common room. Right? And they like carry me and put me in bed. And my roommate at like 6 a.m. is like freaking out, I guess. And she's like, she's gasping for air. She's gasping. She's dying. Her lips are blue. Her fingers are blue. Like there's something wrong. And they're like, okay, We'll be there in a minute, and she's like, "No, there's seriously like she there's something she's she's not breathing. Like yeah. you need to like get in here.
0: I don't like how is it? We'll be there in a minute when someone can't yeah, breathe.
1: I don't really know. I don't know. And so is
0: it like this? Do you think it's like this at all? Facilities? Yeah, I think so. What? I think so. There has to be a compassionate facility.
1: I mean, there has to be. And I did run there into have to be, yeah,
0: but you wish there was. I did
1: run into like three people. That worked there that I was like these are like the good ones like hold on to these people. They're fantastic so anyways, I Aspirated on a peanut butter jelly sandwich and when they found me my oxygen level was 14 Which I don't know if you know anything about your oxygen level, but if it's below 40 you're in critical condition and (laughs) You could be brain damaged
0: So you were more than literally
1: dead I was literally From a like, peanut
0: butter and jelly sandwich.
1: Yeah. Thanks, pb and J thanks, smuckers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I aspirated on a peanut jelly sandwich. They had to um put me in an ambulance, send me over to uh an emergency room nearby and like suction everything out of my like body, basically. I guess I had the whole sandwich like lodged in my throat and then like it was like in both of my lungs. And so I currently have pneumonia <laughs> 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 on top of everything. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So I spent five days in the ICU and then they did like a psych eval and they were like, hey, we're going to send you back <laughs> to the clink, basically. I
0: just think I, I you keep saying clink. And when I hear clink, I think jail.
1: It felt like jail. But it pretty much feels like <laughs> jail to you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they sent me back to the loony bin. And I was there for, like, five more days. And uh, and now here I am.
0: And you went to the hospital again.
1: Oh, yeah. I passed out yesterday. Wow. <laughs> I passed out. I was eating sushi with, like, a buddy of mine. And he was staying in a hotel nearby. And I was like, I don't really feel good. Like, I kind of feel lightheaded. And he was like, "Okay, well, just have a seat on the bench." <laughs> and so I'm sitting on the bench, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass out. Like, I'm definitely gonna pass out." And he's like, "Well, just sit down. I'll get you some water." And so he like gets up and walks away. And like by the time he like I come back too, I'd like fallen on my face, <laughs> and uh, was put in an ambulance and rushed to the emergency room. This was yesterday. This was yesterday. <laughs> yeah clark hey buddy i know he's like you need some for me you want to hold him
0: yeah you can hold him good old clark good old clark is is here to the he's like look
1: he feels bad for me
0: he's like you need some you need some snuggles (laughs) um okay so holy shit Mm -hmm. we just unpacked a lot
1: that's like almost all my life
0: yeah (laughs) So there are people that have only been that haven't been through any of the things that you've been through that that crumble. Yeah. What what are the things that you do in order to keep a positive attitude?
1: Um, I think for me, it's like I like to help people. And so I don't really like share my story, but. If I can I
0: know you got Clark now (laughs) But
1: um what I try and do is I just I try and reach out to the people that I know are struggling that Mm -hmm. like are very clearly Crying for help Mm -hmm. So I like reach out to them and I like try and help others But I was told in therapy that I should probably work on myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) Instead of like trying to fix everyone else.
0: That's true. I feel like I've done this, too, where, like, you spend so much time focusing on other people... Yeah. ...that you allow yourself to deteriorate in the mm-hmm. process. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the term love from your cup? No. So this is a concept that I'm trying to apply to myself um, because I, I haven't gone through any of the things that you've gone through. Well, some, but not to the same degree. Uh, and basically... The concept oh, my is, God.
1: You don't have a uterus either? I don't. <laughs> what?
0: Actually, so we have a few things in common. I also don't have a uterus. That's weird. Um, so basically, the concept of love from your saucer. Do you know what a saucer is? Mm-hmm. It's a little plate that goes under your like coffee mug or tea yeah, no, mug. I know. I said yes. I know, but maybe someone else doesn't. Okay, <laughs> this isn't all about you. Get over yourself. Oh, what? Mm, yeah. Anyway, so basically, loving from your excess. Yeah. Love from the stuff that spills over your cup. So that you don't drain yourself in the process. Yeah. Folk, I think people think focusing on on yourself is 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 bad. Is selfish and bad. And it might be selfish, but if you make sure that your cup is always full, Mm -hmm. you can then be the best for other people. Yeah. You know, you can be of service to other people and at your at at your strongest. It's kind of like when you're on a plane and an yeah, um,
1: oxygen mask
0: first right the reason you put your oxygen mask on first instead of assisting others is because maybe in the process of assisting someone who can not help themselves yeah you run out of oxygen yeah and then you can't help them they can't help them you could have helped so many other people if you had taken care of yourself first yeah so what are you doing to take care of yourself like in this at this point in time
1: um you know it, i Literally just got out of like the mental facility, but right. I am going to a yoga retreat.
0: That's exciting Yes,
1: so I leave on thursday. Where are you going? I'm going to pennsylvania. It's called the himalayan institute mm.
0: Is that how they said it when you when they yeah. pitched you on? I'm like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty much just like <laughs> like Welcome to the himalayan institute <laughs> And I was like awesome. Thanks. I love it. Yeah, Um. so I'm doing that and then I mean for me, it's just Like I have to just learn how to focus on myself mm-hmm. And I don't really know how to do that So I'm kind of hoping that this yoga retreat helps me a little bit
0: So I mean do you want Mm-mm. do you want me to give you some suggestions?
1: Yeah, you got some
0: well here's the thing like I think too often when and that's why I have listen right here. It's mm-hmm. like too often people are so anxious to give advice to people who didn't ask yeah. for it, <laughs> Yeah, you know? Um, so I can only, I can tell you the things that, that, that I've been doing. It's just like, I honestly, I made a list of the things that make me happy. And I, I talked to you a little bit earlier about this. Um, cause I got sent this, um, yesterday, um, about because we always talk about you know loving yourself so what was sent to me was your purpose in life is not to love yourself but to love being yourself if your goal is to love yourself then you your focus is inward directed towards yourself and you end up constantly watching yourself from the outside disconnected trying to summon the correct feelings towards yourself or fashion yourself into something you can approve of If your goal is to love being yourself, then your focus is directed outwards towards life on living and making decisions based on what brings you pleasure and fulfillment. Be the subject, not the object. It doesn't matter what you think of yourself. You are experiencing life. Life is not experiencing you. Yeah. So. What I, after I read this, like, it, it really hit home. And I remember when yeah. I told you, like, it really, it, it seemed to it's sink like in for you It resonated with me. Yeah. So instead of being like, how can I figure out how to love myself more? Because people are going to tell you to do that till they're blue in the face. And frankly, I tell myself all the time, you know, learn to love yourself. What, what the fuck does that even yeah, mean? Yeah, I don't even know what that means. So what I started to do was I started to make a list of the things that truly make me happy when I do it. Because I spent so much time trying to figure out how to love myself. And I, it was just like I was I feel like I was going in circles yeah. and like it was still the ups and the downs. So like example is this past weekend, I went to San Antonio, Texas, and I worked with Telethon, and I helped raise money for a children's hospital that does rehabilitation for children with neurological or physical um, ailments that cause them not to be able to move um, or think properly. And um, I wasn't sad for two seconds whole time because that was i knew what my purpose was right do you know what your purpose is no and that's okay that's totally i have
1: no idea
0: that's totally a fair answer but i bet you if you took time and like sat down and thought about it you could come up like you have such a good heart and you have such a good sense of humor and your story while fucking heartbreaking Can show people that you can go through these things and overcome it. Yeah. So instead of purpose, what are things? What are things that make you happy?
1: (gasps) Kids. Kids make you happy. They make me so happy. Like my nephew is like the greatest human in existence to me. So Mm -hmm. like anything that I do with him is makes me the happiest. Um. So I had volunteered before I threatened suicide. (laughs) I had volunteered to like work at his school and um like read to them and stuff like that and i was genuinely excited about that so like little things like that really can you not
0: do that anymore now so
1: the problem is is i'm my by like doctor's orders i'm not technically allowed to be on my feet for more than 30 minutes at, at a time oh yeah
0: Hey, <laughs> we walked today. When we walked,
1: remember when I told you? Oh, it's a half a mile away. That sounds.
0: Do you know how long it takes shitty. to walk a half mile? I don't know. Ten minutes. I know. Okay, so but we, that's
1: still like.
0: Well, okay, you need to give me like a little bit more details <laughs> so I know what's going on. I know,
1: and that's the thing is like I'm not good at that. Like I'm not that, good at I like. I think
0: that is something that you could focus on is not being afraid to tell people like, hey. This is what's going on with me. This doing this, what you're doing right here, is a huge step, yeah, towards that. Like you're speaking your truth, and I think the more you speak your truth, one, the more you're gonna sort it out in your own mind, yeah. But two, the more you're gonna help other people, and you're gonna release yourself of of some of the demons that you have surrounding you all the time, because you have like. The fact so that you're standing is amazing. You know you're going to laugh through it. I know you are. <laughs> I know your personality. You're the type of person that is going to just joke through things. Yeah. But I want you to really like take a second and acknowledge yourself for the fact that you're still alive. Yeah. Because you have been through so many things that most people would have crumbled. Do you understand how strong you are? no i'm telling you like i'm telling that you <laughs> like, are
1: but i don't feel strong like i don't feel like my story is like this like crazy thing
0: how do you not because like, it's just my life right
1: like it's Do you just, talk to other people hell no i
0: think that's probably what you need you need perspective i think if you spoke your t- maybe maybe a step for you could be speaking to other victims yeah you know people who have gone through what you've gone through cuz you can learn from each other but you can also inspire each other yeah they need someone like you they need someone who went through all that and did not crumble
1: but i almost crumbled but
0: you didn't you're still here smiling laughing having this conversation yeah you know i'm not going to make you acknowledge yourself because i know it makes you uncomfortable but i want you to th- <laughs> i want you to think about it yeah that's why i have you on here not to make people sad yeah. Oh, that, oh, look what she went through. Oh, poor her. Pity me. Right. No, you don't, you don't even want that. Come
1: to my pity party.
0: But like, you know, you know that like you have to know that like how strong you are for for still being here. Just go. OK, mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I think I think maybe you just speaking on your experience and helping others. Through theirs, is that something you think like you? I would you'd love
1: be... to do that. Okay, I would love to like talk to other people who have like been through like a small portion of the shit that I've been through. Yeah, like I would, I would love to do that. So maybe... I think I have a lot of perspective.
0: I would say <laughs> I, so.
1: I think I, uh I, I think I have a little bit to speak on. I,
0: I guarantee you, the second I look at chat, people are like are going to be like you're an inspiration to me
1: mm.
0: roll your eyes all you want <laughs> deflect all you want we're gonna love the shit out of you regardless because that's what we do here you know and i think you need that you need that support system we got you i got you do you believe me there mm-hmm. you go that's the first step should i say yes 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 asmr yes, yes. <laughs> asmr <laughs> 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 so maybe maybe that's maybe that's something that you could look into is how can i tell my story yeah and how can i speak to other people who have gone through what i've been through and and it like because some people feel like there's it's never gonna end yeah. and that they can't live a life of fulfillment yeah and so you're gonna go on that retreat. Mhm. That's going to be so much fun. I'm gonna be so
1: zen when I come back.
0: So zen.
1: I'm going to harness all my chi.
0: Oh my god. Mm. Sounds personal. <laughs> what else what else makes you happy? You enjoy yoga. Uh, what's
1: so weird is it's like I don't really even know. Mm, that's your makes that's me happy.
0: that's your journey. Like
1: then. I don't really I have no idea.
0: So like if no. I were to make a suggestion, mhm just write it down. Just sit and and write it down. Yeah, The actual not in your phone. Yeah. Something about the ph-
1: Oh no, I don't like Yeah. Mm-mm.
0: Something about the physical act of writing things down. Yeah. It makes you consume that in more than one way. You have to think about it and then you actually physically write it. Yeah. And then you read it and you process that information in multiple ways. And I found that has helped me in so many ways. So I think that could be a good step for you. Yeah. Do you think that's something no, I you'd be agree. down to do?
1: I, yeah, I could totally do that.
0: Because I know there's several people even. Well, just...
1: I can't right now because my oxygen levels are still super low. So my handwriting. Oh, excuse is... me while well, I feel so
0: sorry <laughs> like, for you. I don't know if you saw oh, my, my God. bracelets. I but have I low fainted. oxygen levels and pneumonia. <laughs> I can't handle my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know what? More for me. Okay? More for me. Anyway. So Back people... to me. So if people want to reach out to you, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Uh, my social security number is... Okay. No no no. No,
0: no, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't
1: do it. No, I think Instagram is probably the easiest way. What's your link? Uh, my handle is at Gracie Dean and it's G R A C E Y D A N.
0: Okay. Yeah. And you're open book, obviously. Oh, very open book. Yeah. So I bet Here you, are. I bet you anybody who hears this is going to be helped by this. So thank you for sharing your story because yeah, that's... Yeah, of course. Not, of course. You you could have absolutely just crumbled into a little ball.
1: All I know is I have to pee again. Oh, my Lord.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, All right. So we're we... going to do questions now. But thank you so much for being a part of the show. Go pee. Okay. Go pee. I am going to need a nap <laughs> after that one. But uh, I would love to have her back on to kind of do an update if that's something that you're interested in let me know if you enjoyed this make sure you rate it on apple Podcasts. it's on uh, spotify it's on google play that's one way to help it grow as well as share it on your social media and if you tag me i will retweet you or post you to my story the only way that this grows is with your help also patreon.com unfiltered friends help support as well as if you want to watch live, twitch.tv slash daily. I will see you guys all on the next episode of Unfiltered Friends.